Welcome to the Sports Equity Podcast. Here we talk to special guests from teams, brands, and agencies to discuss the value that sports brings to business through current trends and best practices with your host, Brett Weisbrot. Our guest has spent almost 15 years building something special in Huddle, a technology company that supports both coaches and athletes. Today, we welcome John Wirtz, Chief Product Officer of Huddle, to the program. Thanks, Brett. Yeah, great to be here. I really appreciate it. Excited to have a conversation with you today. So um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a, I'm a Midwest guy. I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, um, and then came up to Nebraska for college back in 2001. And um, kind of randomly got paired up with a guy named Brian Kaiser as my roommate in college. We uh, were in a program called the Rake School at the University of Nebraska. It's a business and computer science kind of hybrid program. So you're half the students are really business interested, half the students are computer science interested, and you you have to study both. You have to kind of dual major in both. And my roommate Brian is an amazing technologist. You know, we hit it off. Across the hall from me was David Graff, my other Huddle co-founder. And so I got to spend four years of college plus a year doing an MBA um, with them in Nebraska, getting to know those guys really well and uh, kind of riding the technical coattails of Brian Kaiser through most of my college career when it came to the computer science side. So, so yeah, Midwest guy kind of became a Nebraskan through, uh, through college and really built up a pretty, pretty amazing network through the Rake School. And a lot of our early hires at Huddle came out of that school and continue, it continues to be a really critical pipeline for us in terms of talent at Huddle, those Nebraska roots. That's great. So whether it was, you know, around these guys or maybe before when, you know, when did you first grow a passion for working around sports in general? Yeah. So growing up, I was more of an individual sports guy. So I did, I was a gymnast and diver during high school and I'm always passionate about sports, but, but more on that individual side coming to Nebraska, you, you got to be a football fan. There's really no, there's no choice. You got to be a Husker football fan. Um, I think the culture around Nebraska athletics and collegiate athletics um, was part of it. It's just kind of in the air here. And then David Graff, my co-founder, worked at the athletic department really pretty much full time through his whole undergraduate, which I'm not sure exactly how he pulled that off, but he was doing probably 40 hour weeks in the sports information department at Nebraska. So I got a lot of exposure through him. And then in our, our fifth year of school at Nebraska, the coaching staff for the football team uh, came to the Rake School, the program we were in, and essentially said, hey, you've got students here that are in this honors program in computer science and business. We have you know, a leading football program in the country in terms of all the resources we're throwing at it. How can we work together to try to give Nebraska football an edge? And what, what could you build um, that could set us apart? And uh, David and Brian and I really got inspired by that challenge. You know, what, what could we potentially create as, as students and recent graduates? Um, so we started talking with the coaching staff on the football team at that time. So I was back in kind of 2000, 2006, um, before Huddle was even formed. And I think what really, what got me inspired was as we sat around the table and we were talking with them, a lot of the ideas others were throwing out were kind of, they had a lot of flash to them. It was, you know, like 3D virtual reality playbooks that you could put on a, put on a helmet and simulate, you know, get reps on the field through simulation. You know, it all, it sounded really great as exciting, but what, if, what we were hearing from the coaching staff when we were really listening was they had much more basic needs than that, that they were struggling with. Like they were burning hundreds of DVDs every week and handing them out to players. They were burning or printing out these huge scouting reports every week. 
um, that players were kind of barely reading and then they would dump all the paper into the recycle bins and do it again the next week. They just weren't communicating effectively to the team through video, through scouting reports, through playbooks. Um, and so that, that exposure with the coaching staff and that kind of understanding of what the real problems were is what inspired us to take a crack at creating this prototype that, you know, that we called Huddle at the time and kind of pitch them on it. That's interesting because it's funny, you know, when you have a conversation about burning DVDs or another conversation about, you know, maybe, you know, mailing in a resume, right? It's interesting, you know, to see where the times have been compared to where the times are now. And <laughs> Huddle's obviously been a big part of that evolution, right? You know, what, what sports, you know, demographic-wise and sporting levels is, is Huddle, you know, I guess, targeting towards, you know, throughout that? Yeah, so that got us, that got us started in our, our focus was really on collegiate football at the time with, with Nebraska. Um, we, you know, we were really going after that for a couple of years. And in 2008 is when we, we started seeing that the, the same problems were happening in the high school and the small college space. And we started getting all these incoming emails, phone calls from high school coaches saying, Hey, I'm hearing about what you're doing with Nebraska. And, and by then we had signed the jets and Stanford and a few other customers. And they were asking, you know, how can I get my hands on it? I'm burning DVDs every week. I'm doing all this stuff too. And I'm a teacher and I'm a parent and, I have all this other weight on my plate and we kept telling him, no, no, you know, this isn't built for you. This is for NFL, you know, division one teams. And finally we kind of realized maybe we should stop saying no to all this incoming interest and start thinking about how can we bring this product into the high school space? And so mm -hmm. in 2008, we kind of pivoted it. We brought the price point down. We made it uh, browser based and then eventually, you know, native apps on mobile. And that's when things really took off. And so now we've ramped up from serving you know, kind of collegiate sport, at the beginning to about 170,000 teams globally that are using Huddle for their video analysis. Um, that's across really 40 different sports or so just about every sport you can imagine, but our big sports are soccer, um, American football. So we would say global football, American football, um, uh, volleyball, basketball. And then there's kind of a tie down there in the fifth place around kind of lacrosse, rugby. There's a number of sports that are pretty important there in that fifth place slot. So. Um, at the professional level, we work with all NBA teams, except for, except for one Our Mavericks are still a holdout, but we, we work with, uh, the rest of the NBA, all of the EPL, all of Bundesliga use our tool set, um, in terms of collegiate sport, about 95% of division one, and we're up to about 98% of high schools that are using huddle. So we're, we're really proud of the fact that we get to serve that many coaches and athletes and that many teams. Yeah, I always like to focus on the positives, but you got to say the the one NBA owner that's probably the most technologically savvy and the most innovative <laughs> of them all in using, you know, resources yeah. is the one that doesn't have it, right? So I guess it's it's a testament that everyone else is using it and, you know, everyone has their own solutions. So can you share with us maybe an overview of the product offering, you know, with the next generation technology like smart cameras and, you know, different things that your teams have, have brought to market? Definitely. Yeah. And I think maybe um, to help frame that up, just talking a little bit about kind of the mission, how we think about what we're here to do. And then I'll talk about how the products plug into that. So our, when we think about our mission, we talk about empowering every team to make every moment count. And so that's, you know, every moment that's happening in practice, every moment that's happening in competition. And we know, you know, many billions of those moments every, you know, every day globally are not, they're squandered. They're not able to make those moments count uh, either they're in practice and they're getting reps on something and all they're doing is reinforcing bad habits because they can't see, can't see what they're doing. They can't review that practice. Uh, they're in a game and they're not able to capture and record that game and stream that to the audience that needs to see it. So mom and dad are missing out on that game. 
And so we really think pretty broadly about what it means to make every moment count. And, and our job is to help those teams capture and bring value to every single one of those moments. So our product suite is all oriented around that. So we have at our core, uh, the huddle kind of web and mobile products. That's about getting every game, every practice you have captured and then back out to the team broken down with data so that they can jump right to the moments that matter. So I can quickly jump to every three-point shot I made, every three-point shot I missed, every corner, every cross, if I'm talking about a soccer soccer game. Um, we also are just rolled out and are ramping up our huddle focus camera system. So that's the, the system you're alluding to that automatically captures every game, every practice, um, uploads that into huddle live and automatically follows the action. So you no longer need a camera person to cover, to cover your games. And, We've rolled that out for indoor within the gym for, for basketball, for volleyball, and we're just getting ready to launch outdoor camera systems so we can cover uh, football, you know, soccer, lacrosse, all those outdoor sports. That's awesome. We have a, a, a product called Huddle Assist that allows our teams to have their video broken down for them by our a team of analysts that we have on staff at Huddle. So we'll turn that game around to them in as fast as six hour turnaround or 12 hour or 24 hour turnaround, completely broken down and statted for them. So the coach isn't doing that work, the coach can focus on coaching and they can still get all the stats and data, you know, back in the system. So speaking on behalf of Huddle, you know, what would you say is your goal or your why us? Your why, you know, your why as a company? Our why is really about giving every athlete the shot they deserve. That's, that's why we believe we exist. So yeah, video analysis is really important. This video and data is really important, but ultimately it's making sure every athlete has the shot they deserve. And we think about that on a few different fronts. One is you know, every athlete should get the best training possible. So we want to try to equip every team with world-class tools and world-class video and data to give those athletes great training. And then number two, every athlete should have the best shot possible to be seen and be recruited. So a big part of our mission is making sure that not only can they watch the video to get better, but they can make highlight reels off the video. They can get those highlight reels exposed to recruiters. They can be seen. Um, in the past, you know, one of the things that we really abhor is this idea that if you're not an athlete with means to go pay some service to create highlights for you and, you know, email those out to the right recruiters, you know, you're not going to be seen, even if you are an incredibly talented athlete. Um, so we really are on a mission to level the playing field and make sure every athlete has a chance to you know, get their brand built, get their name out there, get noticed, um, get recruited. Uh, and then the flip side of that, we really want to make sure every collegiate team, professional team and club can see the whole range of athletes that are out there for them to recruit from. Right now, they're, the universe of athletes that they can see is, is just really narrow. Um, and so we want these athletes you know, to be seen. So that's the purpose that drives us. We believe sports is an incredibly powerful force in the world, and we believe every athlete to get the shot they deserve to you know progress as far as possible in sport that's huge and you mentioned you know just a diverse offering of different sports you work with you know when you're dealing with athletic departments especially at you know at colleges right they're just you know they're a one-stop shop for all these different athletic areas that you're covering you know how would you say you're addressing their biggest challenges yeah one I mean, one big challenge that they face is kind of equity within within the athletic department so the fact that a lot of times every tool that's coming their way is oriented towards football and maybe basketball, but there's a lot of other sports they need to serve and a lot of other athletes um, that need great tools. And so we've made a really big investment in making sure our products are multi-sport, that they serve volleyball in a great way, wrestling, you know, lacrosse, uh, field hockey, go down, go down the list. And so 
Um, we're doing a lot more packaging our products at the athletic department level and really coming to an athletic director and saying, hey, let's, let's equip the whole athletic department with this tool set, with this ability for your athletes to get recruited, the ability for your coaches to break down video. Um, and so that you're no longer kind of dealing with that challenge of over-serving, say, football and basketball at the school. So that's been, that's been a big part of the value add. The other big piece is in, in the midst, especially of the pandemic, making sure our, those athletic departments can stream this content out to fans where, you know, when and where they need it, since a lot of these parents and fans aren't able to be at the event. So, so we've made major investments in our smart camera system to make sure it can stream kind of effortlessly out to you know, wherever that location is that the team needs that stream to flow to, whether it's YouTube or you know, Facebook or some other network. You know, and you mentioned, right, being seen, you talked about high school, right? You know, there's, you know, there's no lack of people out there that want to continue to play at another level. You know, your technology has been vital for recruiting and performance analysis. Um, you know, obviously that has to continue now, even with the disruption with the whole remote environment. How do you feel the technology has helped allow sports to stay afloat during this crazy year? Yeah, we've seen, we've seen some really encouraging trends in terms of usage on huddle that that's got us you know, excited about the role we've been able to play. So but one, you know, one big aspect of this is athletes still need to get recruited, even though so many camps aren't happening, combines, uh, tournaments that normally would be the places where they get noticed. Um, you know, they're just, you know, they're just flat canceled, or even if they're happening, these recruiters can't get there. And so we've seen a huge uptick in the amount of highlight content that's being created in, in huddle, even off of past seasons where an athlete's going in and just making sure they're taking full advantage of those games they have played. We're also seeing a huge uptick in athletes uploading their own content into huddle, whether it's drills, things they're doing at home. So that's, that's been a big use case. How can we help athletes get recruited, even if games aren't happening, even if these, these tournaments camps aren't happening. Um, the second is coaches really using our system to help keep the team united and keep the team training, even when they can't meet um, in person for practice. So we rolled out some new functionality where they can synchronize video across multiple people's um, computers, phones, and have a remote coaching session with the video kind of perfectly synchronized up with what the coach is watching and what the coach wants the team to watch. I know, you know, Zoom is out there and you can screen share on Zoom, but I think we all know if you've ever used video on Zoom and tried to watch a video together, it can be a really tough experience, especially if you're trying to watch sports video frame by frame and analyze it. Um, so our teams have really loved pulling up Huddle, synchronizing their Huddle accounts, yep. and then watching the video through Huddle, even if they're doing the audio through Zoom or just, you know, dialing in um, over the phone. So that's been like a big plus for our teams is just allowing them to continue to study video together, uh, even when they can't be in the same room. And, you know, and that all being said, right, you know, technology continues to evolve. You know, where do you see the future of technology further evolving around the sports industry? Or I know it's, it sounds cliche, but it's real. I mean, we're making major investments around machine learning. I think um, the amount of data that our teams will be able to, to get back on a given practice or in a given game is only going to go up pretty rapidly, thanks to AI and, and machine learning. And the fact that that can go up without the effort of these coaches having to go up around it is, is huge. So we're, we're making major investments there and making sure every game that's played can be broken down. Um, those key moments can be pulled out in mind and delivered back to the team without them having to lift a finger. I think the other thing that's really going to evolve there is that happening in real time. So not waiting till the next morning to have that analysis done either by huddle or by your assistant coach or whoever it might be, mm -hmm. but being able to get that in real time. Uh, during the game and 
And that's going to cause a lot of coaches and teams to have to figure out, you know, how do you take advantage of that? How does your halftime routine change? Um, how does the in-game, you know, routine change when you have access to more uh, information, more intelligence, more insights, you know, during the game? Um, I think the other thing that's going to change I alluded to earlier is there's just going to be a lot larger pool of athletes that can get noticed and seen. And that means uh, technology is going to have to do a lot better job of matchmaking between athletes and teams that are recruiting athletes. And so that's something we think a lot about is how can I, as a collegiate basketball team, be able to tell Huddle kind of what I'm looking for, the style of play I have, what positions I have open, and have Huddle play a lot bigger role in helping me find who the best talent is in the country to fill those spots without me, you know, just going and kind of scouring the list that I have, just tapping into only my own personal network but looking a lot more broadly that's crazy um, yeah i would say that's crazy the assets it, it gives these you know operational type you know obviously data is a big thing and you know it's creating a lot of opportunity in in different spaces for new roles and you know this supplements them to grow even further but you know, it's crazy i think where technology's gone over the last 20 30 years you know for these you know for the cap, the guys with the caps in sports and just different people having to, you know, figure out where their holes are. And it, it's not just a person anymore, you know, filling those gaps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So on another note, you know, we've had a lot of developments lately with women in sports, um, you know, the female kicker at Vanderbilt, you know, uh, Kim getting the GM job down here with the Marlins, you know, it's timely that Huddle and we coach are hosting a breakthrough summit, uh, which will be airing online early next week. You know, can you tell us a little bit about what this conference is about? Yeah, we're I'm really proud to be a part of this. This will be our, the second annual Breakthrough Summit that we're hosting with WeCoach. Um, it's really about shining a light on amazing women leaders in sport and just the importance and the need to emphasize getting more women in leadership roles in sport, not just coaching, but coaching is a big part of that. Um, getting more women in power in sport and making sure for those women who are in these roles that they are getting the, the platform that they, they need, the platform they deserve to, you know, to tell their story. Um, so, so we, yeah, we love being a part of this. It ties back into our purpose of you know, giving every athlete the shot they deserve. That's not going to happen if we still live in kind of a male dominated sports industry and a male dominated coaching profession. Uh, there's a whole set of athletes that, you know, that aren't going to get the opportunities they need including the opportunities to coach at the next level, which is you know, a huge progression for these athletes is to go from being an athlete to being a coach. So we, we see this as incredibly important. Um, it's a, I can't encourage people enough to, to attend. Last year, I was blown away by the content. The speakers are, it's an incredibly intimate setting for the event. The speakers are really vulnerable, um, which is my favorite. It's my favorite type of conference where you get to hear real stories. It's not just kind of the the same stuff you'd go read on the things that are already published on LinkedIn or other places like this is going to be real unique content. I'd say if you're just a sports fan, you're going to love this because we're going to be getting into the nuts and bolts of coaching and sport and it's, it's great stories. Um, if you're passionate about women in sports, then you're absolutely, you know, going to love this because this is in my mind, the best event of the year for you to really get amazing exposure to some incredible women in sport. So so that's what it's about. It's completely free this year. Uh, it's going to be online. It's breakthroughsummit.live is where you can go to register um, December 14th and 15th for the event. Um, and it's going to be going on from noon to 4.30 p.m. Central Time, both of those days. 
Uh, we had 11 amazing speakers last year. We're doubling the number of speakers this year, and they're you know just as incredible in terms of the speaker lineup. So uh, people like uh, Muffet McGraw, who's you know world-renowned coach of Notre Dame women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people you had mentioned that are really breaking through, you know, in women's sport into um, the men's side of sport, which will be exciting to hear from. So Lindsey Harding is with the Sacramento Kings, Anisha Curry, University of Maine uh, men's basketball team, uh, Mickey Grace, who I've got got to hear speak at Huddle, um, who's a, a scouting apprentice for the LA Rams and a high school football coach. She's she's incredible. You should attend even just you know just to hear her her message and her experience being a female high school football coach. That, and I think I even saw Coach Staley was on the list who coaches the women's national team. Yep. Yep. Coach Staley. Um, she'll be pretty fantastic here. I could go, you know, I could, I could definitely talk. I could fill up a bigger chunk of the podcast than you'd want probably rattling through the names, but. Um, yeah. More so the name drop, right. Cause in sports, that's really easy. You know, what would you say are some of the topics that we should see up for discussion? Uh, I think some of the, just getting real about the experience of being a woman in sport and what it's going to take to open up, you know, open up those doors. Um, there's going to be just some topics about, you know, the nuts and bolts of good coaching, which, I mean, that's, the, that's a big part of it is hearing mm-hmm. from a woman's perspective, but just, um, what it means to be a great coach and coach, you know, coach your team. That was some of the, the content I really love from last year's uh, last year. I got to hear, you know, Jill Ellis talk about, you know, what it's like to go win, you know, be world cup champion twice. And what does it take to drive a team uh, to, to hit that level of, um, you know, excellence so that you're going to hear a lot of that. It's just excellence in coaching, what it takes to make a team really phenomenal. Uh, but you'll also hear about that unique experience of being a woman, uh, a woman in sport. Um, and a lot of the speakers aren't uh, coming directly from the coaching side. We have people in the strength and conditioning fitness side with uh, speakers from the media, uh, the side of the sports media business side of things too. So very going to be some really fantastic. A, a plethora yeah. of different roles within that work world. Yep, exactly. And again, I think the most unique part that everyone will experience is it's just a really vulnerable, real conference. You're going to go, you're going to hear real stories and real behind the scenes stuff that uh, that you're not going to get, you know, anywhere else other than hearing these speakers open up. You know, so how do you feel this event can bring awareness to challenges, you know, facing women around the sports industry? Um, I think so much of the so much of the battle is around visibility of number one, the the problem. So, I mean, just some of the stats that I think about a lot are within collegiate women's sports right now, six out of 10 teams are coached by men. Um, like less than 30% and somewhere around 28% of youth sports coaches are women. And so some of it is just hearing, hearing the stats and hearing the reality of what the situation is in sport and helping and just kind of understanding where we're at uh, to help put in context where we need to go. So that's part of it. Um, and just hearing directly from women that have broken through and, and listening to how, how they made that happen, what the struggle was and what were some of the things that helped them break through, um, including how, you know, people, obviously I'm a man, so it's not just this content isn't just for women. It's about how all of us can be allies and help open up those doors because it's, it's serves all of us and it serves the entire sports ecosystem to make this a more diverse uh, place when it comes to coaching and, and leaders in sports. So I think it's, it's about hearing how all of us can help get those doors opened up. Um, and with all the conversations, right, just socially speaking in 2020, what better time for everyone to, you know, pay attention to something like this and hear it from a female sports perspective. God, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. It's something else we really believe in at Huddle is 
you know, of, of any area of society, sports in our minds should be kind of a bastion where you really feel like the playing field is leveled, that people have the best kind of equal shot to go succeed. And the difference, you know, they're really only differentiated based on how hard they're working and how talented they are. And so we, we really think at Huddle, through things like Breakthrough Summit, you know, the mission that we're trying to be on to give every athlete the shot they deserve, we can have sports be this kind of shining light for what society should look like. Um, sports also is going to have a really glaring light on it because people are out on the field performing together out in the open. It's, it's different than the corporate world that happens behind the scenes. Like in sports, you see color, you see diversity right in front of your face out on the field being played. And so if we're not getting things right there, if we're not putting female coaches, making sure that they're on the sidelines visible, it's just one of the most visible places where you can see uh, either the progress that we're making or, you know, the progress we're not making. And so if we can't solve it in sport, we're not going to have the shining light. We need to solve it in all the other parts of our society. So like, it's just so important that we put attention there. And altogether, it's to bring another perspective to things, right? I mean, you can always use another perspective and, and what better than that perspective of those that haven't really had a chance to give it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're going to, you're going to hear a side of sports that just doesn't, it's not going to be something that the most of the people that attend Breakthrough Summit are, um, are in tune with or aware of. I know speaking for myself, I definitely wasn't. And it was incredibly eye-opening last, last year to be a part of the summit and just better understand this experience. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate you coming and contributing today. I'm excited to follow it myself. And, you know, we'll have a chance on Sports Equity in the next week or two to recap with some of your other, you know, leaders of the event to talk about, you know, how it went. Thanks for coming. Great. Yeah, I really appreciate you giving me the time. It's been great talking with you, Brett. Definitely. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Sports Equity Podcast, where we discuss the value that sports brings to business. Follow us for new episodes on a weekly basis. See you next time.